Sandal Keynes, and this is a Humble Productions podcast. Today, I'm joined by three members of the team behind Humble Boy, which will be staged at the Bear Pit Theatre in Stratford-upon-Avon in February. Thanks very much for joining me, guys. Uh, first, let me introduce Chris Dobson, the director of the play. Hi. Next up is Pam Hickson, who plays Flora Humble. Hi. And finally, Richard Sandal Keynes, who is Felix Humble in the show. Hello, hello. Let's start, Chris, with you telling us a little bit about what Humble Boy is all about. It's not a play I've ever seen before. Um, what can I expect? No, I hadn't seen it either. Um, it's a story living as we do in Stratford-on-Avon. It's a, a familiar story of a terminally indecisive student who uh, returns home from university to find that his mother uh, has shacked up with a bloke he doesn't like at all and he really can't decide what to do um which as i say is a fairly familiar story given that it's the plot of hamlet um and you know we we i think all of us all of us here present are fairly familiar with and fond of works of shakespeare and i think that um recommends itself as as a um as a piece to be done in Stratford, but I just think it's a, I think it's a really cracking play. It was, um, it was written specifically for Simon Russell Beale at the National by Charlotte Jones, um, and he just played Hamlet, um, and it was written to follow on from his performance as Hamlet, as a sort of older, oh, quite really? uh, rotund Hamlet, as as he sort of said himself. Um, and then um, they threw cast um, several of the characters, corresponding characters from Hamlet into Humble Boy. So Simon Russell Beale was playing Hamlet and then played Felix, the protagonist in Humble Boy. And Diana Rigg, for example, right. um, was Gertrude in Hamlet and then took Pam's role, obviously not as well, um, oh, as, um, <laughs> as Flora. <laughs> in in humble boy so is that i mean it would have been i think it would have been terrific to have seen that but since we can't next best thing um i think it's interesting that it, it, it although it is based on hamlet it's not obvious when you when you yeah. first read it, it it's not it doesn't jump out at you um it's the thing one once you know um, and particularly if you're familiar with hamlet that there are motifs and ideas um that kind of come through but um, it's not something that you need to know Hamlet no. or, or you know, be aware of that. And you could enjoy the play without ever spotting that connection. Yeah, and that, that's actually something that I was going to ask you, Pam, about the um, the play. And because I understand from hearing Richard talk about it, that although it is quite a deep play, and obviously with that connection of, of Hamlet, it must be quite existential in some ways, but it's also very funny. <laughs> yes, it, it, it is It is very, very funny. Yes, it's, it, it has its, its deep bits with, with sort of references to, to uh, Newton and Marie Curie, and, 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 but, and, and of course, yes, as Richard says, you know, sort of links to Shakespeare. But, but it... it it's very, very funny with with um, as many comments about the play say that, that that it has it draws links with with Alan Akebourne. Um, you've you've got sort of this this domestic scene set in a garden. The whole thing is 
takes place in a garden, the whole play. That's and, very Akebourne, isn't it? That? <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> right. And and like Akebourne, it's sad, it's funny, it breaks your heart one minute and has you absolutely falling about the next. And and it is a, a lovely portrait of... of the English middle class, I suppose, and and <laughs> not and not only that, but of course it's 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 fairly local to us. It's set in the Cotswolds as well. Oh, so, really? Right. Okay. Yes. So it has uh, Morton in, in the mud, mud yeah. as, um, as <laughs> which I, I I I just hope not too many people I know who live in Morton come and take offence. <laughs> Well, there's lots of different Mortons, aren't no, there? So that, it's the other one. It's the one that <laughs> but, um. but can I can I also put a spoiler alert at the end that, um, unlike Hamlet, um, we don't all end up dead on the stage at the end. <laughs> we've we've got some life and kicking people at the end of the day. <laughs> Tell us a bit about, so obviously there's yourself and Pam in the cast, but tell us a bit about who else we can expect to see on stage. Well, we've got, um, uh, yeah, so so Pam plays my my mum, um, and we have her um, love interest, uh, who is the, the lovely David Derrington, um, who is the... Uh, the chap, so my father's just died, um, and I come back and find that that mum's uh, rather too keen on this this chap. It's complicated by the fact that um, his daughter, um, Rosie, um, played by the, uh, the fantastic uh, Zoe Mortimer, is um, is my love interest. So my ex um, girlfriend um, from uh, seven or eight years hence is the uh, the daughter of Gosh. my mum's love interest. Uh, which causes um, kind of uh, complications. So you've got that love quadrangle, um, and then um, you've got Mercy, uh, Mercy Lott, uh, um, uh, played by Charlotte Froud, who is the, I think she would class herself as the mum's best friend, but Flora would consider her not at all that <laughs> sort of the, the help. Um, uh, uh, so, um, so she, uh, she's just fantastic as as Mercy, and then um, you have Jim, uh, the gardener, uh, played by another David. You've got a brace of David. David Gresham is um, is the lovely gardener who potters around the, the garden, tending to his flowers um, and um, and giving some advice to um, to those who listen. Right, and that actually leads me on to another question, which I haven't spoken to you guys about before. Actually, um, Chris, maybe you can answer this one for me because anybody who's seen the posters for the show which are incredible actually they're wonderful posters but there are bees all over them and obviously humble boy has that sort of association with bees the word humble i don't know is that is that me reading too much in it? what is the bee connection i mean I, the, back to humble humble is felix's surname humble boy is something that uh, george calls him at some point right. um in a in a less than complimentary uh, diatribe at him. Um, I'm too too ill-read to know of a connection between humble and bees. Um, but the bees come in. So um, Felix's late father James was a beekeeper, and when Felix returns from university, he finds the bees have all gone. Um, Flora took strongly against the bees and um, sent people straight away to 
clear the area of bees. We've got the most lovely beehive that um, um, a chap on the chap called Tony on the Evesham Road, Borden Place, really smashing um, chap has oh, wow. loaned us this beehive, which you can take the top off and take the take the uh, trays out of it. It smells absolutely beautiful. Oh. Um, and Richard just mm. fiddling with the whole thing. Leave it alone, Richard. Um, oh, yeah, so it's the, the, the bees are a sort of, it's a bit of the um, emblem of the show. Just um, they, there's, there's a line about bees having a finite number of wing beats. And the, um, the human condition is perhaps explored through people's musing on bees. Right. Okay. Um, but there, there's sort of a bit of a motif that goes through the play, um, but it's a lovely excuse to have a, a smashing, a smashing prop. And you've got, you've got the kind of, the kind of again, the motifs that, that Flora is very much the queen bee, the um, you know, the master of her house. Right. Okay. Um, and Felix is quite a drone. He's a sort of <laughs> fat and bumbling um, oh, uh, loaf that that that, that, that potters around. Um, and um, uh, yeah, there's lots of references back to um, to the bees. Um, kind of throughout the play, and 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 the fact that you've got the lovely, that you've got that that our family um, surname is Humble, and then um, Rosie and um, um, and George's family surname is the Pie uh, is Pie. Oh, so you've got so either way pie. you have yeah. the yeah the Humble Pies, whichever uh, oh, way you you cut it. Um, so there's lots of kind of word plays and name plays, and a lot. One of the other things is uh, references to immortality. All the characters pretty much have their own thoughts on how one achieves immortality. George, George names his coach firm after him. Pies, uh, pies coaches, pies mm-hmm. travel pie if you want to fly. Um, Rosie, Rosie sees it as um, she sees herself living on through her child. Right. Um, Flora, um, Flora gets her own stab at immortality, which we find out about later on. But there's lots of lots of lovely themes that aren't really explicit, just little undercurrents that right. maybe are. If, if, you, if you perhaps if you study the play, you might come across them. It's almost like the lovely things to enjoy if you spot them. I was going to say so beautifully written. Yeah, it would. It, I, you almost feel it, it's so beautifully written. This play with such lovely, lovely words and phrases, just superb. And you almost want to give the the, the audience a script so that they can they can enjoy it. As, as, Listen to this. Yes, right. Oh, at yes, the moment that would be quite useful if the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear. There are moments of inaccuracy here and there. <laughs> but we're we're a few weeks off yet, so we're we're, we're okay. Yeah. Um, the lovely thing I think about if we're talking about how brilliant the the, the play is, it's the way that um um you're just warming to one character who's been horrible um, and you're just warming to them and seeing the kind of the, the humanity in them. And then the rugs pulled under out from under you, uh, you and you, and you suddenly hate them again. And I actually know <laughs> that's the character I've got sympathy for. And then they do something awful. And it's, you're constantly swaying between, you know, liking and despising the characters, laughing at them and feeling sorry for them. It's uh, it's a roller coaster. Just joyous, yeah. Something that I mean, you you mentioned that you're you're struggling a little bit with learning the lines at the moment, Richard. And as you say, we've got a few weeks, so. Um, but 
haven't you had about three years to prepare for this play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the story behind that? Well, well about um, about three and a half years ago, um, summer of 19, um, the, the Bear Pit um, uh, artistic director, the uh, lovely David Beers, contacted me about, about doing this show. Um, and uh, at the time, um, uh, Tony Homer was uh, directing uh, the show. He was brilliant, Pam. He really was. He was super. Um, and, um, uh, uh, and and we were we were we were cast, and we started rehearsing it just before um, Christmas uh, nineteen. And then we got to about five or six weeks before curtain up, roughly where we are now. Um, I think a little bit um, further away, and then. There was this bug that went round. I don't know if you remember early 2020, <laughs> um, and we were about six weeks off, and the you know COVID um, stopped the the show, and we thought, oh, this will all blow over. We'll do it in the summer, and that didn't happen, and so it was then slated for the autumn, and then there was the second lockdown, and it got pushed back and postponed and, and moved, and then it got to um, kind of the autumn of 21. And, um, uh, and David kind of thought it didn't really fit into the current seasons um, at the time. Um, and so and so the whole production was shelved. Um, but then the Bear Pit kind of were very keen to support a, an independent production um, of, um, of the show. Um, and so they've been really helpful in getting us uh, in, in helping us to get it off the ground. So we have humble productions who are just created to do this one um, um, this one show. Um, but yeah, it has been um, three years, and we we passed the marker a few weeks ago for three years since the first rehearsal. Wow. Um, um, and we've had, and so w- w- when it uh, when when Bear Pit contacted about kind of doing this independent production, uh, some people weren't available uh, or f- had sort of moved on from it. Um, Tony, um, uh, as the director, he'd moved on to other projects. Um, so I kind of reached out to Chris. Um, and to Pam and said, look, let's kind of between us get this um, up on its feet. Um, Chris is doing a kind of amazing job of, of directing it. Um, Pam was born, um, I mean, to play um, to play Flora. I mean, what is she? If In not, the nicest uh, possible way. Um, I'm a real bitch. A real bitch, yes. We yeah, have yeah. To lay it um, on the line. <laughs> uh, just, you know, as, as Chris alluded to earlier, you know, what are you if not a... Um, a more talented, lovelier Diana Rigg, um, and um, and and then we recast um, a couple of the other um, uh, roles as well, and got it all up on its feet. But um, you know, Felix is a theoretical astrophysicist, so some of the lines are a bit tricky, even with three years um, uh, to practice them. It sounds like it's been a, a real labour of love, then. Really, mm, absolutely. Pam, what would you? Uh, what's it like returning to stage after the? horror that was covid you know we've all been through the mill a bit haven't we is it is it wonderful to be treading the boards um it, it was very scary because i haven't actually had my toes on the boards for for um about five years um oh, wow. so i've been i've been backstage and 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 sort of flitting flitting around behind the bear pit but it, it's it's very noticeable how reluctant audiences were to come back and i've also noticed how reluctant some actors have been to to you know expose themselves to, to uh, I mean the 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 bear pit is in the round at the moment which sort of helps um, you know it spreads people out a bit so that they're not they're not 
cheek by jowl and 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 that we thought that would make audiences feel more comfortable but yeah. but it, it's 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 been very 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 slowly building up but um yes and and as as i was really surprised to find that there are actors who aren't keen to expose themselves to all those nasty germy audiences <laughs> and anyway. what and while you uh, while you mention actors exposing themselves, it's worth mentioning the fact. That, um, oh dear, oh dear! For anyone of a nervous disposition, um, there is um, um, the play is quite rude and in tone. Um, a lot of it. There's not kind of quite as nasty as um, uh, exposure, but it is. Um, uh, there's quite a lot of language, and there's um, some crude bits. I think largely from David Derrington. Um, uh, um, so definitely for grown-ups. Definitely for grown-ups, yeah. yeah. Well, one thing we haven't really talked about, the, the whole in-the-round concept, I mean, it's all unreserved seating. Um, so, you know, nobody's got their sort of uh, back row behind a, behind a pillar. All Pretty much all the seats are created equally. Um, but it's a, so, and everybody's got a, you know, really close-in view, nowhere to hide, Richard and Pam. Um, but it's it's a really interesting challenge from a director's perspective. I've not I've taken it fairly lightly as an actor before, but just um, the whole sense of oh no, that's absolutely ridiculous. Everybody's crowded together. You can't you know you can't see each other. And I've got a lovely view from there, but from there all I can see is people's backs. We've got to give that out to different different parts of the theatre. It's it's a it's a really interesting because um, it wasn't originally written for for the round. It was proscenium. Although well. when they when they did the, the orange um, tree production. when they did it, the orange yeah. tree, the um um that was in the round, and I think although it does you know afford kind of uh, challenges in in rehearsal, that intimacy you get um from from an in the round performance, um the fact that you're so close to yeah. the, to the actors, um and the fact that you really are. I mean, it's one of the things I love about theatre anyway, but you're, you're really getting a unique perspective. Nobody is seeing the play that you are yeah, seeing it's true. when you're it's in the true, audience. Because yeah. everyone's, you know, the people that you're looking at, they're, they're seeing the faces of the people yeah. you're seeing the backs yeah, yeah, of yeah, and yeah. vice versa. And it's a unique, um, you know, unique perspective. Fantastic. Well, it sounds very exciting. I can't wait to come and see it. Um, Chris, give us the details, the most important details. Where can we get tickets? What nights should we go? When's it on? So it's on 7th to the 11th of February. So Tuesday through to Saturday with two performances on the Saturday. Um, 7th to the 11th. Um, tickets are available through the Bear Pits uh, website. Um, bearpits.org.uk. Yes, that's, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and what's on? Um, so it goes takes you through to the RSC box office, which we're able to use. Um, tickets are poofling along quite nicely. Friday night is in the realms of selling out, um, and other nights are sort of you know rumbling along. Um, so we you know we fully expect to have um, company for people to, uh, to to sit with. You know, hopefully that doesn't fear them. Uh, yeah, so to 7.30 p.m. Tuesday to Saturday, 2 p.m. for the matinee. Tickets, £14, £12 concession Fantastic. from memory. And it's, it's such a wonderful venue, isn't it? I mean, the Bear Pit is, uh, you've spoken about it being in the round, and it's such a, for anybody who hasn't been to that venue, it's a real proper community theatre, isn't it? It's, it's 
beautiful. Yeah. It feels intimate enough um, that you can really sort of engage with the play. There's a lovely bar there. It's a great place to visit, I think. Yeah, and it's, I mean, Pam is, uh, you know, as the rest of us know, in part responsible for setting it up, frankly, and creating that space in Stratford, which just didn't exist before. Um, you know, what a what a marvellous thing to do and to, to be able to, um, you know, I, I, I'm saying you're sort of doing help backstage and everything. All the people that we've come across are, you know, pulling pulling their way in all sorts of different unseen ways, which is really lovely and really, really sort of encouraging. You know, Ginny, the stage manager, Ginny Oliver, has stage managed quite a few things there. I mean, just she's just nothing is too much trouble terrifically organized and thoughtful and oh yeah roger will build a plinth for the bees and oh yes he's gonna come and do the sound and knows everybody and interacts nicely with everybody and everybody works to you know it's artists working together idea you can really you can really see it it's really it's it's a really lovely place to work and i'm sure you know i, I felt that as an audience member as well just the sort of sense of of community is really palpable it's it's absolutely great i was going to say worth mentioning we've got um uh, chris john's um um been making some sets um for us and and building this because it's all set underneath this apple tree so he's um he's bringing this uh this apple tree so again another artist another angle of of that art yeah um, I mean, he's, a, he's a professional sculptor isn't he? yeah he's absolutely playbox and things, he does so, yeah. a lot of stuff with uh, with playbox theater and so yeah he's another a really kind of coup for us to uh, to get hold of we're so lucky aren't we in Stratford there's so much talent (laughs) that we don't know about um yeah yeah. well I mean I can't wait personally I've I've booked twice (laughs) very very excited um thank you very much uh guys for talking to us um we'll make sure that um all the details of the show are in the uh the details of attached to this podcast where however you are listening to it so um yeah I hope to see lots of people there Thanks very much. Thank you, Penny. Thank you. Thank you.